Hola, everybody, listen up and shut your mouth. You're going to want to listen to this episode just like you want to listen to all my content. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about some ideas I have been thinking about recently when it comes to specialization uh, and in terms of business and career, things that you know Naval talks about or Scott Adams or, or Gary Vee. These are things that I've been practicing and working on for a while and I just had some thoughts I wanted to throw out there into the universe. So you're going to like that. Now the first little part of the episode, I go talk a little bit about the corona situation, what we're doing in Texas, and then I jump into the meat, the red meat, baby. So take a listen. Thank you very much. You can follow me on my website, tstuch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com. You can follow me on Twitter, tstuch1, T-S-T-U-C-H, the number one. Follow me on YouTube. Like and subscribe, Taylor Space Stutch. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. All right, everyone. Let's uh, jump right in, shall we? It is a beautiful, beautiful Saturday fantastic Saturday. I am here in beautiful H-Town, Houston, best city in the country. And uh, we are getting ready to loosen restrictions. In fact, restrictions in the United States for coronavirus are being loosened uh, across the United States. Now, I know that was kind of uh, redundant and overly complicated what I just said. In Texas, we are going through phase one, which, you know, restaurants can be at certain capacity and things like that. Uh, People are starting to feel better and better. In fact, I am getting the feeling that more and more people are uh, feeling better about this. One thing I want to discuss before I go into the meat of what I want to talk about, for this segment at least, is um, I, I think people need to be careful with their approach. I keep dealing with this on a personal level. There, and you know, I see it in the, on the internet, I see it on Twitter, I see it on Facebook, I see it personally, that there are groups of people out there that because of the mistrust of the government, because of the mistrust of their governors or certain people in power, they are just dismissing the potential threat of COVID right off the bat. And I just think that's really unwise. Uh, My stance, and I think everyone should um, at least listen to to this idea, that we have to continue with caution. Open up the economy, let people get back to work, but we have to figure out a way to do it that doesn't just open up and let the virus spread in case it is very bad, in case it does transform and get even worse. You know, we don't want that. We don't want that to happen. So we need to be careful. Another lesson about this is what do we do in future pandemics? Okay, this is something that I've talked about a little bit. I keep having this conversation with people in my personal life that we are forgetting how this could affect us personally. Uh, Or I'm sorry, how this could affect us in the future with our pandemic response. We need to get a grip of just not what's happening now, but also the future. Because if we encounter another one of these situations that is more deadly, we need to be able to voluntarily stay home for a short period of time to avoid a serious Black Plague situation. Now, what I really want to jump into is something else. And that is the topic of specialization. 
Uh, there was a very popular Joe Rogan podcast that came out last year with Naval. Naval Rakivant. Rakivant. And he is a uh, venture capitalist uh, based out of uh, California, I believe the San Francisco area where a lot of these tech guys are. And he had a very um, interesting take on a lot of things. So if you follow Naval, you'll, you already know that he's very good at coming up with concise, uh, concise statements that encompass a lot of meaning. And he has a very famous tweet thread about how to get um, how to get wealthy. I think it is. It's uh, without being lucky, like how to get rich without getting lucky. And it's a really good thread. And I think it's his pinned tweet. And he talks about it's actually been the inspiration for me to try certain things. It has helped me double down on this podcast. And. I think it's probably helped out a lot of people. What he, one thing he discussed in that podcast was the idea of specialization. He talked about how specialization is for insects. And he it's not just him, but people, I believe, especially in our modern day, the idea of specialization versus having a general knowledge of things is heavily debated, hotly debated, because there's... I think that people see that people like programmers or, you know, oh, if you're a programmer, you can make this much money. And if you are a, you know, if you're like a math whiz, then people will hire you to go onto Wall Street and do math problems. Uh, If you are a science whiz, then you'll for sure have a job. And I think that there is a, I think when people talk about the idea of specialization versus like, getting a broad idea or a broad understanding of various fields, I actually think that that is a miscalculation. I don't think that's the right question. So because a lot of people are asking this to become successful in general, and I would argue, and this is from, you know, not just my own experience, but this is, you know, I have, uh, I do freelance work. I have side hustles. I've done, been, I've worked in small businesses. Uh, you know, with my father, who still runs a small business, and so I see many different pieces and parts of uh, of skill sets and knowledge that come together to make something run, to make something happen. In fact, one thing that I'm also doing right now is I'm learning how to code. Every week, I try to do it every day, but last week has been kind of rough. At least every week I practice coding, um, you know, for 30 minutes to an hour a day, if as long as I've got the time, which I try to squeeze in. And sometimes on the weekend, I've been practicing math problems. I've been going over algebra again uh, in order to get a better understanding because I realized I needed to upgrade my knowledge base. But by going through some of these things, I've started to realize, okay, so there's now there's more potential for this for things to open up. Now, I might not ever be a, you know, a genius coder. I might not ever be a genius mathematician. I might not ever be a uh, genius teacher of English. But the idea is that you you can learn and you can actually become very good at many things. You can become pretty good at many things. Now, you can't become an expert at everything. But you could actually gain a working functional knowledge of a lot of things, and many people will, will um, stand by that. And a good example is that are successful 
business owners and entrepreneurs. I'm not talking CEO types. I'm talking people who start small businesses, people who run small businesses, people who start companies. These are people that may not have a specialization in programming, but they may know enough about programming to figure out a good team. These are people who aren't going to be expert accountants, but they know how to ask the right questions to their accountant. These are people who aren't expert advertisers maybe, but they know the types of questions and the types of strategies that they want to pursue for marketing. Or they know at least how to find some of the right people to put on to that task. And so when we talk about, you know, people talk about the idea of specialization. Do you have to specialize? I think that that's, I think that's kind of a foolish question. Uh, if you just want to specialize, if you think specialization is just going to make you money, uh, I think that there's got to be something wrong with you. Think about it. If you are, if you just specialize, say, in doing one particular type of work, one particular type of taxes, right, or even just taxes, don't get me wrong, but if you over-specialize too much and you literally don't know anything else about how certain things function, then what good are you? You're nothing. You, you're, you don't really have that much value. You, you're, you can crunch numbers. You can run formulas. You know, maybe you can answer some questions, but as soon as somebody or a program can kind of do what you can do, if there's any way that you can be replaced, then you're in trouble. Now, another thing I think about that is beyond just being able to be replaced is if you're truly specialized, let's say you're a true scientist of a particular type or um, uh, you know, I'm thinking about this in terms of career, not necessarily science, but in terms of like business and programming. If you are a very experienced and, and specialized programmer, then – and I could be wrong about this. But I assume to really be at the highest echelons of programming, you probably have to know a lot of other types of knowledge. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be uh, up in biology and physics and all that. But you probably have to know different aspects of programming, you probably have to know different things about various computer languages or about various programming languages. You probably have to know a little bit about IT, but probably not a whole lot. You know, just so you have, you know, you can kind of hunt around and figure out what where problems might be coming from. Um, now, like I said, this idea of specialization, I think in people's mind, I think it gets confusing because I personally have thought, oh, you know, specialization, I just have to focus on this one particular thing and that's all I got to do. But it's like, no, 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 no. I think that specialization from what I'm learning as I'm developing you know, new things, new ideas, trying out new things is personally I view specialization as a process of maybe you have a superior knowledge or experience or expertise in a particular area. But if you really want to go into the top – you have to bring together other types of knowledge. If you only know, if you are a specialized in Python programming, what happens if Python programming goes out of style? If you are only specialized in making a particular type of, um, of game or making a particular type of product and that's all you can make, what happens when the market changes? What happens when things are different? You can't adapt to that. So I actually don't even think that specialization in the market, I don't even think it's that possible. And I think that maybe we should do away with this concept 
maybe we should do away with the concept of specialization and maybe move towards an area of um, uh, of expertise. But I still think we need to be careful with even expertise because look what's happening with the experts now, at least macro experts, right? All the epidemiologists seem to be getting it wrong with the coronavirus. Economists, well, what happened if you made investments based on an economist's recommendations? And now the economy is in a major recession because we had to close down because of a pandemic. Did an economist, did, an, did expert economists predict a pandemic three months ago? Probably not. Did they predict the effect it would have on the economy as we went into lockdown? Probably not. They probably didn't think about that. So what is expertise? Who has expertise? If you want to explore that area, that's something I think Nassim Taleb and other people like uh, Joe Norman as well discuss um, about expertise, being able to spot frauds, being able to spot people that uh, claim to know a lot of information. One thing that I have a problem with are geopolitical experts. I love pontificating. I love pontificating on geopolitics because it's fun. But in no way would I be like, oh, yeah, you have to listen to this person or that person or me or myself on geopolitical predictions because uh, there's so many moving parts. You know, so many people have models, mental models of the way they think the world works. And, and we all know that models are basic. They're simplistic. And so we live in a complex world with many variables. Why the fuck would we just specialize in one thing? Naval, I think Naval was right. I think he was on point. Why would you specialize in one thing and that's all you can do? Think about comedians right now, right? Comedians who could not figure out how to make a podcast or couldn't figure out how to make other internet content are suffering right now. Okay, so let's, let me take, uh, you know, I, I love talking about comics and comedians because I love watching that material. So let's, let's take a, a brushstroke, a survey, if you will. Let's take a, a look at some of these comedians and look at specialization. So somebody might argue, oh, you got to go all in on being a stand-up comedian, right? You got to be a stand-up comedian. That's all you got to focus on. That's all you can do. Well, let's take a look at some stand-up comedians that are doing well in today's climate. Not because they're just stand-ups, but because they do other shit. Now, they have a superior knowledge of the stand-up world. They have a superior knowledge of comedy, and they leverage that knowledge with other things in their lives to create new products, new things, new ideas. So, obviously, number one is Joe Rogan. You know, I didn't even know that Joe Rogan was a comedian for the damned longest time. Uh, I didn't even know that he, that was a serious thing. In fact, when I saw some of Joe Rogan's comedy on YouTube, I think when the Laugh Factory would put up some of his shit, I think he was on there once or twice on YouTube back, I'm talking a decade ago, um, I saw a couple clips. I didn't think he was funny. Now, obviously, I was 10 years younger, um, but I didn't think he was that funny back then. Now, regardless... Joe Rogan is a successful, massively successful stand-up comedian. But what else does he do? He has the world's most popular podcast. 
He didn't, and, and he's not even funny on the podcast. In fact, Joe Rogan, on the Joe Rogan experience, up until recently, because I feel as though the pandemic has made him funnier on his show because he's not doing as much things. So I think some of that comedy outlet sometimes uh, is a little bit better recently. But for the, on his show, I would even argue that he's like anti-comic on his show. Like when he has comedians on, sometimes they make hilarious jokes and they just go right over his fucking head. And I don't understand why. Uh, either that or, you know, he just doesn't think it's that funny, but I don't know, whatever. What I'm getting at is that he didn't just specialize in, in comedy. He specialized, he did, I mean, I don't think you could call it specialization, right? What is it that he does? You know, he really focuses on comedy. That's what he does. But he has a very successful platform. He has a very successful uh, podcast where he makes tons of money off of advertisements and sponsorships and he does a lot of other shit in his life he used to be you know he's a ufc commentator could you say well he specialized in commentating well he specialized in speaking well okay so he specialized in speaking in front of people i mean there's well okay so there's many different things that he's doing and he uses different knowledge skill sets different knowledge and skill sets for for different types of things that he does and so the you know what exactly did Joe Rogan specialize in? I'm not sure. I don't know. You know what what you could say about that. Um, let's look at another one. Tom Segura. Tom Segura is a great example. Just like fucking Joe Rogan. Tom Segura is a hilarious stand-up comedian, but him and his wife also have a fantastic podcast. And not only that, but Tom Segura leverages his business smarts. So not only does Segura do comedy in his podcast, he doesn't do as much podcasting as uh, Rogan, but he leverages people and he leverages technology more than Rogan does. And I understand that because Rogan's already got himself kind of like where he wants to be. But Segura, you can see, is in an expansion mode. So where does he specialize in? Segura, what did he do? He does stand-up comedy, podcast. He's got an awesome merch, a fantastic merch, uh, merchandising platform. Okay, so he sells tons of merchandise. He sells shirts, uh, hats, fucking all kinds of shit, masks. So he's great at selling. He's a great seller. He's a good salesman. They sell merchandise, right? What do you put that under? Not only that, he created his own studio, Like Rogan, except he produces other people's shows on there as well. They produce other shows. They produce other content. So what what do you put – what specialization is that? Is that specialization called communication? You know, what about everything he makes? You know, he's a salesman. He's a comedian. He's a podcaster. He's – there are all these different things. So how is it? You know, and so that's when I think when it comes to business, when I think it comes to that kind of stuff, when people talk about um, specialization, I'm starting to think, you know, I think this idea of specialization is bullshit. I think what people do is they have some strengths. Like Gary Vee says, they double down on their strengths. They get those things way out there. They focus on certain things they really like, but then they leverage that into other things. It's true. What Naval says is true, man. We are, we're humans are not insects. 
If you just specialize into doing one particular task, then you are a widget. You're replaceable. Anyone can do what you do. If your job that you're looking to do for your life is, ah, I just want to run these types of specific math problems. That's it. I am just a math person. That's it. Well, okay. If you're going to follow the type, that type of specialization where like it's just one motherfucking thing, then you're going to have to be a fucking genius. You cannot be like a, an at like a, you know, average mathematician. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, motherfuckers? Like you can't just be an average dude. And when I say average, I mean a mathematician already is going to have a high level of math. But you can't be a middle-of-the-pack mathematician at, a, at like a company and, you know, expect to – well, you know what? I'm full of shit. Who knows? Maybe you could be. I'm just saying that what I see when I observe successful people, when I observe successful business owners – I see people that can leverage many multiple skill sets, and each of those people generally have multiple skill sets. And that's why I think Naval was correct when he talked about building specific knowledge and how Scott Adams' idea of a talent stack also comes together. So if you, if you listen to things like um, you know, Scott Adams, when you hear about a talent stack, it seems kind of theoretical at first. So to refresh you guys, the talent stack is the idea that you build skills throughout your life. And the specific skills that you know can come together into a very specific set of knowledge and skills, right? So for example, Trump has a very um, interesting skill set, a very interesting skill stack, as Scott Adams would say, because he's, been, he's like a TV guy. He's a real estate guy. He's uh, a branding guy. Right, because there's there's real estate people that aren't that don't probably don't do shit with brands. In fact, there's a, a guy on Twitter uh, named Mike Bolin, and uh, he is a he's been on Cernovich's Mike Cernovich's podcast before, and he's a real estate guy. But nobody really knows who he is. The only reason I know who he is is because of Mike Cernovich, and um, he's even brought that up before. He says that when he when Mike Cernovich retweets something, he says he gets tons of pings, tons of traffic. But that guy, he's not a big brand guy. You know, if you're big into real estate, you you probably don't need a lot of branding. But you know, but but you got somebody like Trump. He he's he's brand oriented. He's good on branding. Look at what he did to the uh, Republican nominees back a few years ago. Destroyed them. He branded each one of them in the last election until they couldn't compete. So he's strong on branding. He's strong on real estate. He's good with certain aspects of business. He's good. Uh, he knows what makes good TV. You could be a great brander and still not know how TV works. So he has this specific skill set that has served him well. Same with, for example, Scott Adams, right? Scott Adams is good with humor, decent drawing, kind of creative, knows about economics. So he's able to – he was able to keep his, his business going, cartoonist. He started an online show, which now, I mean, I don't know how he's uh, – oh, yeah, he's on Patreon. So, yeah, you know, anyway, but there's lots of people. I think in order to be successful from what I'm seeing, I think that's true. I think that the what uh, Adam says, Scott Adams says is true. You do have to have a, a skill stack, and what Naval says is true. 
You have to learn enough and become proficient in enough areas of life that you can create a unique niche for yourself. I think that's where some of the most successful people are. I mean, so that's kind of what I'm trying to do. And um, I've been leaning into it more, when it, whether it comes to making this podcast or whether it comes to learning to code or, you know, I still – I teach a lot of English online. So I'm on different platforms there, but now I'm doing an English podcast. How can I leverage that? What can I do for that? These are all different things that I play with, you know. And also, I've started to understand the idea more behind Gary Vee and marketing. I'll go off on that for a minute. So – um, Tim Dillon, a hilarious comedian, may, he likes to make fun of Gary Vee a little bit, and it's it's hilarious. He talks about how not everybody has a small business, like not everybody can make a small business, not everyone's an entrepreneur, you know. <laughs> Some of Gary Vee's shit's just ridiculous, and he also talked about how um, on social media people need to have an angle, right? Like you need to have an angle, and that is so true. So previously. I didn't know what angle I wanted to take, right? Think about it. If you, if you have a martial arts school, then your angle is the martial arts, right? That's your angle. You do martial arts. If you're a comedic type, you're, you, you take the comedic route. You make funny shit. You make funny videos. If you're a fitness person, you make fitness material. The question is that I think a lot of people have for Gary V is, Gary V, what content do I make if I don't know what the fuck I want to do? And I would say that is the question that I think everyone's got to figure out if they want to do real legit content marketing. But it's tough because at the same time you have to keep creating because it's about getting eyeballs. I'm finally getting a little bit of what Gary Vee talks about that it is true I think. I think if you do – if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be an entrepreneur, um, a successful one, then you're going to have to be – if you want to be independent, you got to build up your own audience or audiences. It could be multiple different types of, of material. It could be different types of accounts. Um, but you're going to have to do that even if it's stupid or embarrassing because guess what? If you build up that account, then you can monetize that. You, know, you can sell to that. It's like, hey, you know, if you want to import stuff and sell it, well, you know what? Why don't you start doing commerce kind of shit, commerce stuff? I don't know. What kind of commerce do you want to do? Want to be fitness oriented? Uh, I think those are questions people got to ask themselves. You know, what do you know? What are you good at? What do you want to talk about? And it's about building up an audience, building up eyeballs. Now, I'm way far away from my goal, way far away from where I want to be in terms of audience building. But I'm not stopping. And I think one thing I'm learning is as you go, you learn more about yourself. You learn more about what you want to do. You learn more about what you want to create and what you want to get out of the platforms and get out of the, you know, get out of what you're making. So you just got to create and do. So anyway, that was my rant for today. Thank you for listening. You can follow me and my written rants at uh, tstuch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com. You can follow me on Twitter, tstuch1, T-S-T-U-C-H1. And you can follow me on what's another one uh youtube yeah taylor space stutch t-a-y-l-o-r space stutch s-t-u-c-h so uh go follow me there like and subscribe i need more subscribers okay go over there and do it all right thank you